back, everybody. I'm Stan. This Sitting is, to my right is... This is Tyler. How are we all doing today? <laughs> doing great. Alright, let's get the show on the road. Alright, so to start things off here, we got some college basketball talk. We got, right, we got? starting off with uh, Gonzaga, for the first time ever, is number one. Number one. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, are you surprised, eh? No, not not since Duke lost. Right, Duke yeah. lost, Indiana yeah. lost. I mean, there's really no justification to leave Gonzaga out of the number one seed. Um, do they deserve it? Gonzaga? I, I think so. Right. I, I like the number one seed for them. I mean, there's really no argument against them, except, I guess, the conference they play in and their relatively weak schedule. Um, but, I mean, you go 27-2 and two with no major losses against bad teams, you're probably going to get the number one seed at one point. What do you think about the number two and three seeds? Stay with Indiana and Duke. Well, I mean, I mean you know, if you lose this day and age, you can stay, there, stay at the same spot or just drop one. Um, uh, that's just the thing about this year. There's just so much parity that really the rankings really don't matter because in reality all the seeds are going to be at least one through three are, are all capable of winning a championship this year. Speaking of championships, do you have a dark horse for this tournament? For the tournament? Yeah. Yeah, um, a little school down in New Mexico called New Mexico ah. University. Um, they yeah, got Mountain some, West? Yeah, repping the, repping the home conference. They got some talent down there. And if they get seated in the right field and uh, hopefully if they get in the West bracket, get a little love for the home traveling fans, uh, I, I can see them making a run for sure. Um, they have the talent, and they have a pretty good coach in Steve Alford. Um, I mean, it all depends on matchups, obviously. But I, I believe they can do it, man. My dar- I'm For Dark Horse, I'm taking VCU. VCU, Shaka Shaka. Shaka Smart. I love him as a coach. And they've made runs past seasons. They play crazy defense. I love they, watching them. They, they, play, they get after. They, they get do, after. They get up and down the court. Yes, they do. They're fun to watch. They pressure the point guard like no one's business. So how far do you think VCU can go? Can they make another Final Four run? I say definitely. I say Final Four. Final Four? Dark Horse Final Four team right there, yep. Okay. That's like a Dark Horse Sweet 16 team, but Final Four, if you think they can do it again, I I guess Butler did it twice, right? Yeah. And this is the year for a Dark Horse to make it to the Final Four again. I mean, if there's any year to do it, it's going to be this one with all the parity. It's going to be VCU. Speaking of parity, the A-10 and the Mountain West Conference, it looks like they're both going to get five teams in apiece. Um, Coming up big. Does this just speak to the volume of parity in college basketball this year, or do you think they have five legit teams? I I think they got – I'm not sure, too sure about the Atlantic 10. I haven't watched them that much, but Mountain West, I think they got five legit teams. Finally, yeah, do they, they have four, have four legit teams? Maybe. Who would be the fifth? Boise? Boise, yeah. I think Boise, yeah. I, I like Boise as, like a, as a tournament team. Yeah. <laughs> they just beat CSU. We'll talk about that yeah. later. But. Um, Mount West has two legit teams in New Mexico <laughs> and uh, UNLV, if UNLV ever gets it together. Um, they no love for CSU? I mean, they're good, but uh, I'm talking deep runs here. Okay. I don't. I see the only two teams in the Mountain West with deep runs are New Mexico and UNLV. In the A10, you have maybe even three: you have Butler, VCU, St. Louis, and St. Louis is playing pretty pretty good basketball right now. Um, 
there's been there's not a lot of media love on this though. Um, I remember back a couple of years ago uh, when the Missouri Valley Conference is getting four or five teams in and everyone's going crazy, and now these two conferences are getting ten teams in uh, combined, and I I've heard nothing about it. No love. <laughs> no, no love. Right? love. All right, let's move on then. What do we got next? Or we'll move on to, uh, let's see, NFL free agency. Oh, some big news this, this last week. Yeah, Flacco getting paid. All right. Making bank. I want you to say this to yourself. Joe Flacco is the highest paid player in NFL history. I, I can't. That's, NFL that's, history. That's, Joe Flacco is making the most money of any human being ever to play in the NFL. Let that run through your mind stop, a little stop bit. Stop lying. <laughs> Let that run through your mind a little bit. I can't believe it, folks. <laughs> An average quarterback at best who can throw the deep ball pretty well is making the most money in NFL history. That's what a Super Bowl does, I guess. In this day and age, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, the thing is, they're probably going to regret this in about three to four years. I said 34 days. Three to four days. <laughs> I'm getting it now if I'm them. <laughs> three to four years, because, I mean, they're going to lose a lot of their veteran leadership, if not this year, then next year. And uh, they can't re-sign any free agents now with all this money tied up in Flacco. And do you think he's the type of quarterback that can just take a team on his back and carry him to a Super Bowl? Or does he need the strong running game with Ray Rice and the strong defense? Needs them both. Needs them both. He yeah. can't, you don't think he can carry him on his back? He can't carry him now. Which is the problem and why this contract will become a problem in the future for the Ravens, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's become a big-time burden. Eventually, and then they'll try and trade him, and no one's going to want to take on the contract. This could go down as a pretty bad contract in the long run. Or who knows, maybe he puts some teams on his back and wins a couple more Super Bowls for him. Then they look like geniuses and we look like fools. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> On the other hand, though, a team that I think is doing some good stuff right now, making some good moves, is the Chiefs. The Chefs? The Chefs. The Chefs out in Kansas City? They signed Bo. They signed Bo. Franchise tag, Albert. Albert, okay. And I mean, they still have the number one pick. They still have the number one pick. Bo. Good sign, bad sign? Good sign. Good sign. Uh, I mean, they don't really have a quarterback, um... Why do you think? And they have I mean, Bo Smith. Who could be? Who could be? Who be manageable? Yeah. Do you think that's the main reason Bo resigned? Because they went out and got Alex Smith. Yes, I, I think that they actually have somewhat of a quarterback on the ball. Okay, because Bo. <laughs> he's like, all right. Well, then I can put up some numbers. This Bo's season. a pretty good receiver. Yeah. I mean, he put up numbers with Matt Castle at the helm. Yeah. <laughs> and he improved that. Yes. Yeah, right. And you're like, all right, I can do something here. That, I mean, they still have Jamal Charles coming back from injury. Yep. Um, they franchised Albert. Do you think this changes their number one pick or changes their plans for it? Or what do you think they do with that? I think I think they'll try to trade the number one pick and, and get something Do you think there's big. enough value in the number one pick this year to get a Ooh, decent enough yeah. value back for the number one pick? Or should they just take the best available player? I mean, I, don't, well, I mean, it's not... a Enough value is like compared to other years, but right. or, if you package it something, I think there's plenty of value in that. Or in a year where there's not that number one overall standout player, at least at the marquee positions. Do you, is the second and third pick just yeah. worthy? Or do you take a chance on Geno Smith and try and have him develop under and Alex Smith for a couple of years and and see what Reed can do with them? Whatever they, whoever they end up drafting. I think they should draft him 
and they should trade out of that number one spot. Okay, so you think they should... They should get, at least get something for that number one pick, because I don't think they're going to need it. Okay, so trying to get more value for Yes, pick. yeah. I still think they go and draft Jockel out of A&M. I mean, they franchise Albert, and uh, if you looked at Twitter, he's not very happy about that. Um, he wants out. Um, they still need a tackle if Albert leaves next year, which I think will happen. Uh, so they'll take Jockel, maybe have him learn a few things from Albert, if he's willing, willing to teach him anything. Um, and then Albert will leave next year, and they'll have their franchise left tackle for the, for the next 10 years or so. I think if the Chiefs make a deep playoff push, that Brandon Albert would get a little more satisfied with Kansas City and nothing, get paid. Nothing changes a player's mind more than winning. Eh? Winning leads to more money, and uh, nobody hates more money. <laughs> okay. Speaking of more money, Wes Walker's about oh, yeah. to get paid, eh? Yes. Testing the free agency here. Testing the free market. Um, do you think he stays with New England, or do you think another team snags him up? I think, I think someone else takes him. Such as? I would like to see if the Broncos... Put us in the cash room and then the, for the slot receiver. And be Broncos would be deadly in the passing game. Okay, not that we're already not. Yeah, but I mean, just add another right. element to that. Right, right. Um, I, I, there might, I'm not sure if I've read this somewhere, but there might have been talk of the Jets thinking about him. Oh, the Jets are interested in everybody. Yeah, ex- except for Del Rivas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think Welker would want to go to New York yeah. after all the years of beating them up. I've heard Miami... Having no quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Miami is a destination. Um, he was there before he went to New England. And um, maybe even San Francisco. Ooh. That could be right, a nice vision. Slot. Yeah. Kaepernick. Um, where do you think he'll wind up? Or is it just so up in the air for you? For me, it's up in the air. Not, I don't think he's going back to New England, though. You don't, okay. I, don't. I think. I will. think there's too much of a rift between him and Bill Check. Oh, that's that's all media hype. There's no rift. Um, I think he goes back to New England. Phil fancy around. And the only way he doesn't go back to New England if is if a team overpays for him, because New England doesn't need him. That, that no. whole team is all system based. Um, I mean, they lose Welker, they'll plug in uh, Julian Edelman, and if he's not, they might even go out and get Danny Amendola. Uh, from St. Louis, he's a free agent too. Um, so Welker needs to feel that New England needs him more than he needs New England. But I feel it's the other way around. Um, and I mean, but who knows if he goes out and gets a big payday? Props to him. Um, if he does go to another team, he won't be a major factor in the year in the next three years, though. No hundred catches. Oh no no no! Okay. He'll, he'll, within three years, he'll be a. A minor role player at best. Like a Stokely? Yeah, in my opinion. Um, it's just one man's opinion, though. Okay. that wrap it up for the headlines? Yeah, that's, well, that's for uh, NFL headlines, the free agency talk. Okay. I'm talking about a couple streaking teams right now. Teams are streaking. Miami, the it's Heat, and the Blackhawks, yeah. yes. Well, yeah, Miami's at 16 in a row, and Chicago's at tw- 24 games without a regulation loss. Yep. Right? Impressive, right? It's crazy. Pretty, pretty unbelievable. And at least in the day of age of parody in the college basketball scene, we got uh, two teams just uh, not not losing at all. I mean, they've been down. They've been down big. They just find a way to come back. Um, which streak to you is more impressive? Um, 
I don't watch too much hockey, but I, I think that's pretty impressive. Not having a regulation loss. Yeah. yeah, especially in hockey where you lose so many games. Yeah, it's. I think that's crazy. Right, and you play so often in such a physically demanding sport. Um, which one do you think will last longer? Because, honestly, Miami might not lose for a while, and Chicago's been close, pretty, pretty yeah. close to losing. Well, I mean, I guess LeBron just hit a... A game running into Orlando, yeah. 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 So, I mean... Who knows when the streak will end, but who do you see ending first? Ending first, I'm going to have to say the Blackhawks ending their streak first. Okay, you have any I, particular game you think they'll lose? or I'll, uh, Maybe maybe March... What, what March, is that? March 16th. March 16th against who? Dallas. Oh, Dallas. That's a road game, right? Don't yeah. they play a lot of road games? They have five and like six games are on the road. Okay. So I think they got at least one of those, I'm going to say. They're going to have okay. to lose in regulation. What about Miami? When do you see that one coming to an end? Miami? I'm going to say... Oof. Because they might not lose for a while. <laughs> I'm going to say March 27th at Chicago. Uh, the Bulls homer is There it, it is. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I actually... That's uh, in the middle of a three-game or four-game road, right. road uh, trip. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to like this one. I, I am both losing on the same day. Oh! <laughs> I'm both losing March 18th. March uh, 18th. The At the Ass. The Blackhawks to the Ass. Yes. Uh, it's right before they play the Ducks, who that will be a big-time Western Conference game showdown. Uh, I think they get caught looking ahead. The Avs have some talent. They just signed O'Reilly. They played pretty tough last night. Um, if they don't beat them on Friday, I mean, I think we'll because we'll, we'll definitely play up to it. Um, O'Reilly will finally have his skates back under him. I think I think we sneak one out there, and then Miami's going on the road to Boston. You know they'll be up for that one. Um, it's a back to back, and uh, they have to lose eventually. Um, Boston away plays Miami well as well. Uh, Doc Rivers a hell of a coach. Um, so I got them both ending on the same day, which means I guess the Blackhawks streak would be longer. But um, both can come to an end on the same day. It's only fitting, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so talking basketball now. Okay, same page, same page. Yep. We're going to go with the Nuggets on a current streak of their own right, right now. Build them up. Maybe the Nuggets will pass them by then. Maybe. Six in a row, right? Six in a row. Yeah. Um, we're rolling. We're playing better. Um, hopefully we continue this little roll into the playoffs. I mean, uh, how uh, how far do you think this win streak can last? Oof. I got a tough game tonight. Against Clippers? Yeah, yeah. that's a tough um, one. But it's at home, and I mean, it's pretty tough to win here if you haven't noticed. Yeah. Unless you're the Wizards. I'm going to have them losing on March 18th against Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Every streak's coming to an end on March 18th. Chicago, the street killers. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be like? 10, 11, 12 in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the schedule's pretty easy coming up. Yeah. Um, a lot of home games. Yeah. If we don't lose at Chicago, uh, I mean, that Oklahoma City game's due for a blowout back to back. So I'll go ahead and say we beat the Bulls. Derrick Rose doesn't come back anytime soon. And then OKC runs us out of the building the next night. Um, how we have, what, one game left against Memphis, correct? Uh, yeah, looks yeah. like it. Do you think we can catch Memphis for the four seed? I think so. Wait, wait, one game back? We're one, one and a half. Behind Memphis? Yeah, we one have, uh, 
I think it's 12 games at home and 8 games on the road left, and they have 10 and 16. I'm not sure that exact number, but it's roughly, they have more road games than home games, and we have more home games than road games. Um, so do you think we can catch them, or do you think we need to catch them? Because that's most likely our first round opponent, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we need to catch them. So you um, think we can't beat Memphis without home court I advantage? mean, we can, but... But will we? Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think... I don't, it, maybe Game 7, or... Cause game still, game I, 7, we could. Even without Rudy Gay, they still, they're still a talented team. Yeah. Uh, but, and they have the pieces to beat us up down low in Gasol yeah. and Randolph. Yeah. But uh, at home, at Denver, I don't think they stand a chance. Right, well... I, I don't mean, think they... Not, not even teams, close. I mean, not a lot of teams stand a chance at home yeah. against us. Um... Yeah, but yeah I, I definitely think we catch them. They right. got they got a tough schedule. They do out. have a tough schedule, and that March fifteenth game will be a, a good one to watch because it'll probably be a playoff preview, and we'll get to see. Uh, maybe we won't pull all the tricks out of the bag because we'll probably play them in the playoffs, but it'll be a good test to see exactly what we're up against. You know? Yeah. How we match up against uh, Gasol and Randolph, right, and Yeah, that'll, yeah that'll, they're, they're beasts. That'll be interesting. Um, do you think? What seed do you think? You think we will get the four? I think we get the four. Four. I mean, so do I. I mean, that's the logical guess. We have a pretty easy schedule with a lot of home games, and they have a tough schedule with some road games. Um, and their home games are pretty hard. They have OKC in there and Boston. Um, Houston. Houston, yeah. They'll be fine for a playoff spot. San Antonio. San Antonio, right. It's a rough schedule. <laughs> yeah. um, Clippers and Jazz. <laughs> right. I mean, Jazz, but... Well, they'll be fine for a playoff spot. Yeah. Maybe. So. All right, so we both have Nuggets in at the four seed. Yeah. All right, what's next? So, let's move on to the Broncos and their offseason moves. What have we done? What have they done? They've tagged Clady. Clady. That's Is that it? necessary, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the biggest big move we could have made, yeah. Yeah, we definitely need him. Um, the thing about the Broncos is that the moves we make in the next two years, will probably all be immediate moves. We're going for a Super Bowl ring, and we're going for a Super Bowl ring within the next three years maximum, and hopefully two Super Bowl rings in the next four years. I mean, we're going—we're not building for the future or anything. We're selling everything out for right now. We're riding yeah. Peyton Manning till his retirement, and he's got four years max of good playing him. I think it's even less than that. Um, I mean, the, the organizations asked uh, Dumerville. Right. Take a little so pay cut, right? Maybe yeah. to get a little um, room, sign somebody. Yeah, I mean, probably a veteran player, get a bunch of one-year veterans. Um, and and uh, do you think he will take the pay cut, or do you think he'll get a little angry and try and try and get out of Denver? I don't know. It's a fine line. I'm not. I'm not sure. Sure. Dumerville, I think, has two faces. I mean, I'm not two faces, but he's he's a weird kind of guy. He's got his road rage. He's got his road rage, and then his, and his like big smiley face. You right. know. So I don't I don't know how to read Dumaville, which is what's needed for a uh, NFL player. Yeah, so uh, it's dangerous, but I mean, if he agrees to it, right? But even if he doesn't, do you think we'll be okay or no? Because I mean, yeah, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Honestly, a little overrated in my opinion. He gets a lot of his sacks at the end of the game when the quarterbacks just drop. When they drop, when you know it's a pass play, yeah. And plus, you have him and Von Miller who they got to worry about, and Derek Wolf in the middle too. Yeah, I mean. I think we're, I mean, we could always use more more players and better players, I guess. But um, I feel we're okay if Dumerville wants to leave. But I think he'll stay. He'll take the ring over the money now and then go for the big contract after. All right. 
And speaking of Super Bowl and their ring, one of our Broncos made a bold prediction. Right. Well, I don't think it's that bold. He made a public statement. Is guaranteeing, um, guaranteeing a Super Bowl. Von Miller know, is. Someone guarantees a Super Bowl every year. Probably every coach, every player. Um, it just depends if you do it publicly or not. I mean, obviously we're... He definitely did it publicly. Yeah. I mean, we're one of the Super Bowl favorites, obviously. And really, we... If we beat Baltimore last year, I have no doubt in my mind that we would have won the Super Bowl. Um, we return most of our major cast. I see no reason why we shouldn't be the favorite. and We should have the target on our back. Um, do you think we'll do it? or I think we will. You do? I think this kind of motivates them a little bit, this team, just to make sure. The pressure is definitely on now. That motivates them? Yes. Ron Miller's tweet motivates yeah. them to win the not Not the just that, not just that the, but everything. It's just like, all right, well, we got to make sure we get this done. Well, they know the time is now. Yeah. But they've known that since they signed Manning. Um, that cold Super Bowl in New York scares me, honestly. With Peyton Manning playing? <laughs> yeah. If it's snowing and we play a team like the Giants or the Packers or the just some hard-nosed grinded out team. Um, I don't know how we'll fare. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's going to play an influence on whoever's playing in that the outdoor game. Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I mean, we got to go through preseason and everything first, and there could be who knows. Maybe Peyton takes a hit next year and his his neck breaks. I mean, he's, he really didn't take that hard of a hit last year. Um, all it takes is one, especially when you have four surgeries on your neck. Um, We'll see. It should be interesting. But, uh, yeah, hopefully the Broncos can get it done next year, you know? Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, remember to follow us at The Mile High Bias. Uh, send us an email. Send us a tweet. We'll get you a retweet out there. Thanks for those who have been retweeting so far. Um, and, we'll yep. be, and we'll be right back. Watson with five. Here he goes with three. Watson with two. Here's Watson for the win. Good. With two tenths of a second, Ty Watson. Welcome back from that cool highlight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we're talking uh, college basketball here, and um, we're going to start off with CSU. As of late, they've kind of had a little three-game slide against... Uh, a mild slump. Um, they weren't playing that well. Um, they still have trouble guarding that one player. I mean, there's always one person... He just goes that, off. Yeah, um... It's starting to become a problem rather than a... Uh, coincidence? Coincidence, yes. That was the word I'm looking for. Um, hopefully it doesn't linger into the postseason. Um, we had a big game against Wyoming last night, though. We got back, Get on, back track. on track. Getting back on track, yeah. That was the best I've seen them play in the last five games. Um, there were a couple of records set last night, right? Yeah. We had uh, Colton Iverson setting the Mountain West Conference record. Right, what was that? Shooting uh, 12 of 12. That was just... The only person to shoot a thousand percent and uh, over at with twelve shots, yeah, at shooting most. Yeah, that seems low to me. Twelve for twelve. I mean, it's a great statistic, don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. But I guess that's not West conference for you. Um, it's hard to miss when you're dunking everything too. Yeah, and if you watch the <laughs> game, everyone was like a foot shorter than him, or the seven footer they have is like a twig, and Iverson just out muscled him every time. Um, good for him. I mean, yeah, he had a good game, yeah. though. 29 um, points. Yeah, we need him in the in the tournament, too, if we're going to do anything. Um, it's good to see, and uh, hopefully he keeps it up, you know, and keeps on rolling. What was the other record? Uh, Dorian Green set a CSU record. For what? Most games played. Is that right? 
Yeah. Most game uh, played ever. 126? Yeah. 126. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of games. He'll be, he'll be in the record book right, this year. Yeah. So. Um, it'll probably be there for a while, because 126 games is is quite a bit for college, especially in the one-and-done era. I know CSU doesn't get a lot of, or any one-and-done. One-and-dones, yeah. It's um, four, five, six years. <laughs> but still, that's like four years of starting every game and playing every game. Um, I know there was a game earlier that uh, Eustace, you let him start just to keep the streak going on, and he played like two minutes and then sat out the rest of the game. Um, I mean, good for him. Uh, he's been uh, around. He, he's been around since the turnaround of the program. Uh, he deserves a record like that, and uh, he'll bring it from the hundred fan days to the sellout movies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, all the best to him in the future, and uh, he's been he's had a great career at CSU. All right, so now we got that out of the way. We'll go back to our tournament tournament uh, talk with CSU. Yeah, well, we've definitely fallen a little bit. Um, with, that, with that slide, with that yeah. Slump, yeah. Um, but we're still in, even if we lose to Nevada and lose our first game in the tourney. We have enough wins, enough quality wins, and a good enough RPI and strength of schedule to get in pretty easily. Um, Seed-wise, we're probably looking anywhere from the 6 to... We'll probably get a 6 or a 7. If we do lose the next two games, we'll probably fall to an 8. But That'd be no good. But I don't see us losing like two games. Right, right. Uh, at, or, least at least should, in the Saturday's game. At least we shouldn't. Um, and then if we get the number two seed, we'll play Wyoming, I think. So that's do what we did them. Yeah, that's last not night. scary at all. Um, we'll probably get a six or a seven seed, which means we'll play that eleven or ten seed in the first round, which is generally ten seeds are generally the mid major or the major conference middle tier teams, which honestly don't scare me that much. And then the 11th seed will be a higher-up mid-major team, which could be scary, but we should still... I feel pretty confident saying CSU will make it out of the round of 64. Do you? Same here. I'm not, if we get... Yeah. Actually, all if 6, 7, 8, I think we'll make, make it out. Right. I feel confident playing any any team in the first round, really. Um, the only team that could really... We could have trouble with is a heavy guard-oriented team with... Two guards that can score and handle have them go off. Yeah, um, <laughs> score fifty points yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, that's really the only way I see us losing the first round. Um, how far do you think CSU can go in the tourney? I'll go. I'll so be with, a little generous with here. Minimum be with if we if we well, if we get the eight seed, I'm not very confident of getting out of the second round. Okay, but I really I feel like we won't get that. If we get um, a six seed. Right. I'll throw us in the Elite Eight. Wow. I'm gonna I'll throw okay. it up there. So that's the max and then maybe the seven seed I'll go a minute uh, uh, sweet sixteen. Maximum? For the seven seed. For this potential we could get. Yeah. That and uh so you think definitely in the round of thirty two? Yes, definitely. And we can go as far as Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen? Yep. I mean I really can't disagree with any of that. Um if we click, it all depends on what happens and uh, the matchups and stuff. Um, but we have the five seniors. We have a good coach. We have the veteran leadership. Um, and we can we play solid defense and we rebound hard. And uh, those are all factors in the tourney. But um, 
We just really need to avoid those guard-oriented teams, and we'll we'll see how far they can go. Make it there, they can shoot. Yeah, right, we'll we'll see how far they can go. It'll be it'll be interesting and fun march for the uh, state of Colorado in college basketball terms. All right, so now speaking of Colorado college basketball, we got our segment. I got five on it. We'll see you basketball. See you swinging five in a row. Let's do it. All right, so the first question is. Is this CU Buffs team, are they a possible bubble team, even if they lose the next two? Are they... Call the men's team? The, men, the, the men's team. Uh, no, they're not a bubble team. Not at all? No, not at all. They're no risk of, not, of making that tournament? No, this team has a top 30 RPI, top 30 strength of schedule. Um, they have good wins uh, all across the board. They have a couple bad losses, but, I mean, the bubble teams all have at least two or three bad losses. Um... No, I feel even if they lose to Oregon and Oregon State, and even in the first round of the Pac-12, this team's comfortably in. They've done enough in the regular season so far. Um, they deserve to be in, and uh, they can make some noise as well. All right. So when they get in, what uh, seed do they get then? Uh, they're probably looking at anywhere from an 8 to a 10 right now. 8 to a 10? Yeah. I'll do a 2B question on that. How far can they go? Well, the thing that sucks for CU is they're probably going to get eight or nine, which means they have to play number one seed. Um, I do think this team can beat Gonzaga. Um, I think Josh Scott matches up with Kel- matches up well with Kelly Olenek. Um but I don't think they'll get placed in the West, which is where Gonzaga will be. So they'll have to deal with the Indiana or a Michigan or a Duke or a Georgetown or someone like that. Um, so hopefully they get that 10 seed. Um, it's definitely a Sweet 16 capable team. I feel comfortable saying they'll make it out of the first round um, with no problems. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's March and anything goes. Um, but maximum, this team this team could get to the Sweet 16, and maybe if they go on a roll like last year, they can get to the Elite Eight. Um, I mean, last year they were one Brady Heslip on fire game away from going to the Sweet 16, and they could have done even more damage. Um, so we'll see, but definitely at 32, maybe Sweet 16, maybe Elite 8, who knows. Matt, for number three question, which team has higher expectations in this tourney, CU or CSU? Fan-wise or... We'll, we'll go both, fan and uh, team-wise. Fan and team? Uh, well, fan-wise... Uh, the CU pundits are always louder than CSU. Um, and they'll make sure you know it. Um, <laughs> I mean, fan-wise, at least, they're both, they're both have a lot of bandwagon fans who have just jumped on the recent success of the programs, and uh, they'll tell you that they'll go to the Final Four. But uh, <laughs> team-wise, um, Tad Boyle holds his program to pretty high standards, and uh, it demands success. And uh, you can tell that from when CU stormed the court against uh, Arizona, and he was visually uh, disappointed in that. Um, he expects to win every game, and uh, he expects to be recognized as a national powerhouse. Um, and he's on the way, but um, they'll both have high expectations. I don't know if one will necessarily have higher expectations, but um, these are both two teams that are definitely – looking and expecting to be in the Sweet 16 come that last weekend of March. Okay. Um, question number four. 
What's your end of the season predictions for CU? Their right end of the season and their conference tourney. Who do they, they have? Oregon and Oregon State left. Yep. Uh, those are two wins. Um, they pretty much take care of business at the Coors Event Center. Um, the Oregon game could give them some trouble. Even I mean, they beat them in Oregon, so they should have the confidence and the swagger to beat them at home. Um, but we'll see. It's always a tough game in the Pac-12. Oregon State they should beat pretty handily. Um, I think they beat them in Oregon. Yeah, they beat them in Oregon as well. Um, so they should get two wins to end it out. And then in the Pac-12, what what seed are they now, Stan? They are currently the fifth seed in their okay. tournament. So in the Pac-12 bracket, that means they play the 12th seed in the first round, because first four get by, I believe, right? Yeah. So, I mean, currently that's Washington State. Um, they should be able to beat them pretty handily. Then do they play the, they play the, fourth, seed. the fourth seed after that game, mm-hmm. which is currently Arizona? Yeah, I could, that could be interesting. I mean, they've beaten them pretty much twice already. Uh, I see no reason why they shouldn't beat them a third time. Um, this team could go on a roll and win it all. Um, I'd say definitely make it to the quarterfinals, obviously, and uh, potential to make it to the finals. Realistically, they'll probably make it to the semis. Um, but really, that Pac-12 is wide open. Um, I mean, they get to avoid UCLA and California, which I think is better for them because they match up better with Arizona and uh, Oregon, who are the one and four seeds currently. I mean, everything can change by the time the tournament rolls around next weekend. Um, but we'll see. If the matchups are right, they can definitely go all the way, though. That? I mean, they did it last year, and they weren't as good as this team. Okay, so question number five. All right, fifth and final. What do you think of the future of this program? How are they going to be for this? I mean, as long as they keep Tad Boyle, uh, the sky's the limit, really. Um, this guy can coach. He can uh, he can coach, and uh, as, as long as he doesn't leave for more money, which is really the only reason he would. Um, this they got good recruits coming in. I mean, Josh Scott's still developing. David Johnson's starting to play better. Um, and they have Wesley Gordon, who redshirted this year, who's also a pretty good player. Um for next year, I mean, they even have more recruits coming in. Um, yeah, they have uh, Trishon Fletcher out of uh, Washington, a uh, four-star prospect. Another four-star in Dustin Thomas. And a three-star out of uh, Arizona, uh, Jerron Hopkins, all coming in. Um, then was it 6'6", 6'8", and 6'4". I mean, it's college-level talent coming to Boulder. And um, this will only lead to more success. And with more success will come more players, more money. Um, more publicity. More publicity, <laughs> right, <laughs> which is most important. Yep. And uh, really, I, this team could be a top, a consistent top 25 team within the next two years. Um, that's re- that's the – I mean, the sky's the limit for this club. Uh, they got Tad Boyle, and that was one hell of a find as a coach. And, uh, I mean, he can bring him – he can bring him to that national prominence level. Well, that's that's it for I got five on it. <laughs> that's the end of I got five on it. Yes. <laughs> now it's uh, picking the spread without the spread. Correct. Pick picking the spread without the spread. All right. So last pick. It was a crazy right. Saturday. Yeah, we'll do a little recap. It was a crazy week. Saturday. What, what happened? I won my. Uh, you technically first. Technically lost though. 
Because right. we want the users to bet against you and bet for me, okay. so you got your first okay. loss. Okay, you can say I lost. <laughs> <laughs> In my book, I won. <laughs> you got the first loss of the year. I got my first win of the year when Louisville <laughs> beat Syracuse at Syracuse. Right. Uh, I picked that. Good call. Man. Right. I gave you some, some heat on it, and uh, you called it correctly, bro. Good, good one. And you, on the other hand... I had my first loss of the year. Uh, Georgetown lost the cover by half a point. Um, that's gambling, man. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, half a point. You never like to see it end up like that. But a loss is a loss, right? A loss is a loss. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mine's a win, though. Yeah, but technically a loss. Right. So that puts me at 1-2 and two and you at 2-1. Two 2-1. And one. Two and one. All right. So this week, we're picking the spread. or picking the game without the spread. Right. Who you got? I'm sticking with my win here. I'm sticking with Louisville. Oh, I'm taking oh, Louisville nice. Louisville over Notre Dame. Louisville's at home. They play, I mean, their coach is awesome. They play awesome defense, create turnovers. I love those defensive teams, so I'm, I'm taking them. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you this week. So all right, we'll, all see, right. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, I got a nice little three-pack for the folks on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go with a little... Uh, Colorado love. We're going to take CU, CSU, and DU. Ooh. All at home, all playing capable teams. CU's against Oregon State. CSU's playing Nevada, and DU's playing Louisiana Tech. I have confidence in all three teams that they'll pull out the win. Um, they should all be favored. The only questionable game will be DU, uh, who's playing Louisiana Tech, who's like undefeated in conference, I believe, still. Um, but they're playing like... Crazy weird teams. Yeah, but I mean, so is DU. <laughs> um, DU almost beat them on the road, and I think they'll come back at home and want this win. So we'll go with a little three-pack with DU, CU, and CSU this week. Make the bet and win some money. Right. Three-game parlay. Parlay them all. Yep. I mean, do it to it, man. All right. So that does it for our fourth episode. All right. Four in a row. Man, as always, folks, remember to follow us at the Mile High Bias Send us some tweets, send us some emails, what you'd like to see on the show, uh, what do you like to see off the show, um, if anything. <laughs> some photos of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to see that. But uh, Some numbers tweeted out or something. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that'll do it for this week, and we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Good, okay.